Welcome to the 28th episode of the Game 4 podcast. In this episode, still recording from home, we will be discussing the future of the Game 4 platform. This episode of the Game 4 podcast is brought to you by TurboDork, radical paints to make your gray world colorful. I'm Adam. I'm Matt. And we're part of the team behind Game 4, the platform for connecting tabletop gamers. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit further on segment down the way. Um, right now, I guess what we'll talk about is what we've been doing since the last episode in our uh, hobby slash gaming. What about you? Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I think I started talking last time about doing, uh, starting to do a Imperial Assault campaign, uh, which is the, um, kind of RPG slash miniature kind of quasi game, um, mm-hmm. from Fantasy Flight. Uh, right. We are now in full swings of our second session now. And Third this is all session, being done remotely again, right? Yeah, yeah. We're like doing a top-down a, camera and all that stuff. Yeah, cool, yeah. Google Meet. We've got yeah, we've got uh, dice trays on camera. We've got the board on camera. We've figured out how to use Google Sheets to share information and have what cards are active and inactive, and so. Yeah, like each session we kind of come up with a new little thing that just makes it that much better. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's uh, I, I still like gaming with people, but uh, this is not a bad alternative right now. So. Well, I mean, you're gaming with people. It's not like you're playing against AI. Right, right. It's just in, that in they're person. not there in person. In person is yeah. usually a little bit right. So, yeah, in person is a little bit easier. But uh, overall, it actually has been bad. And the nice thing is, you know, you don't have to drive home afterwards. You just turn off your computer and go upstairs. So yeah, if you lived there, you'd be home by now. So yeah, you're all set. Uh, that's, that's, that's not too bad. What else you got going on? Um, I, uh, last night I was, uh, I forget how I found out about it. It might've been Twitter or yeah, I think it was Twitter. And then I was talking to some friends about it, but, uh, itch.io, which is I T C H. Mm-hmm. Uh, was doing a, a Black Lives Matter support bundle, um, which it sounds like the like creators were basically just do- they started with a, you know a few games, and then more and more people were uh, like creators were contributing to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of uh, video games like computer games and stuff like that, but there's been a bunch of RPGs that have started being added to it. So last I checked, there was like 1,200 different games in it. Wow. And this is, and you can get it for as low as five bucks. I think I I spent ten dollars or whatever, yeah, um, which was kind of like the recommended amount. Uh, but like the Lancer game that I talked about, uh, mm-hmm. that's in there. Uh, normally, that's like a twenty five dollars source book. Um, you know, so that alone it was worth it for me. I mean, you're getting uh, it as a PDF, right? It's not like it's a right. Yeah, right. this yeah, is yeah, all, it's all electronic PDF, stuff. All digital. Yeah, sure. But I mean, it's got a lot of. I found some other cool little RPGs in there. That people have put in there so mm-hmm. uh it's a great collection great cause so yeah i, I it's kind of like one of those fun. one like the humble bundle right where you you pay a certain right and you get a bunch of stuff yeah this yeah. is like humble bundle on steroids with like you right. know, 1200 yeah so. yeah and raising raising money for black lives matter which i think is really yep. smart yeah that's that's really cool yeah it's awesome so yeah absolutely um well what have i been doing i uh i've been working on I've been, been interested a lot more in getting expanding into Warcry, which is the kind of skirmishy game 
if if Kill Team is kind of a, a skirmish offshoot of Warhammer Forty Thousand, the sci-fi game, then mm-hmm. Warcry is kind of like that off based off of um, Age of Sigmar, but it's a, a slightly different play mechanic. The rules are different and all that kind of stuff. But you can still use the normal models from Age of Sigmar. And so I wanted to build a uh, Nurgle warband, and I was I already have five uh the models are called putrid blight kings which is a great name uh but i already have five of those guys painted up for my normal age of sigmar army so i was like well cool all i have to do is just build and paint these two other guys because there's one guy who's carrying like an icon of nurgle and he gives like special abilities and the other guy is carrying this giant bell because there's a thing with nurgle nurgle is the the god of decay in in the right, right. Or, you know stuff and there's something about bells and flies those are his like two main icons or whatever but um anyway so there's this gross dude carrying a giant bell and i had never built those or painted them in the past when i did those other guys so i'm like i'll just do those two guys real quick and then the other you know guys that i've already got done i can just pull from that and right, then right. you know it'd be fine it'd be great well mistakes were made uh and uh, so i ended up actually building all five of the guys because the kit I already had the second kit. I was going to be building more Blight Kings for my Age of Sigmar bat, bat, you know, forces anyway. So I already had okay. the kit. And rather than just building the bell guy and the icon guy and then using the guys I already had painted, I was like, yeah, but I kind of want them to match. I'm a better painter than I was like two years ago when I did these guys. And so sure. I ended up just you know building all five of them to make part of the new warband. And then the last piece I have to add to it is this giant, kind of flying bug sort of maggoty sort of thing with a guy riding on it. It's okay. called a Pus Goyle Blight Lord, which is a fun name yeah. as well. Exactly, yeah. So um, I just have to build him now, and then that'll be the entire warband. It'll be 995 points out of 1,000 all sorted, and then it will be time to start painting. So, oh, wow. um, okay. Yeah, so it's it's a small warband. It's only six models, you know, but you in that game, you're maxed at... 15. I believe a warband in Warcry has to be minimum three, maximum 15 models. And okay. so, um, yeah, so uh, I'll be working on those guys next. Um, and then I'm also doing some other small kit bash projects and little pieces here and there that I want to get. I'm almost done with one of them. I posted some stuff on Instagram uh, under Tabletop Minions, my, my YouTube channel, but I posted on Instagram and showed a, a model in progress. Uh, I'm building a it's a, a, a woman uh, mercenary that I'm using space marine like power armor from, you know, from 40K, but I'm like grinding off all the space marine like iconography and stuff like that because I just wanted a mercenary and I wanted her to be in power armor. So I've just, you know, found like the power armor with the least amount of like imperial stuff on it. And then I, you know, I, yeah. I sanded off the last couple of skulls and all that kind of stuff. Cause that's, you know, what you do in the Imperium is you cover everything in skulls. So, um, yeah, she's, she's almost ready to get painted, but, um, that's been kind of some fun as well. Otherwise I have been, um, working on getting my streaming stuff set up for, uh, for Twitch. I'm starting to move into the world of Twitch live streaming as well. Uh, I've started with video games a little bit. Um, I've been, there've been times when I get done building or painting and I've been like focusing too close, you know, cause I look over the top of my glasses or I'm not wearing my head magnifier and I start to get a bit of an eye strain headache. And so to combat that after I get done painting, I've been taking little, these little paint breaks where I would sit and play video games on the couch cause the TV's, you know, six feet away or whatever. And so okay, now, yeah. 
um, I've started moving some of that onto Twitch. So I've been kind of randomly just like playing Grand Theft Auto and uh, having people watch me on Twitch. And I've, when I first started out, I was just streaming straight from the PlayStation, which you can do. And then of course I kind of had to go a little overboard with it. And now I have a green screen and a webcam and, you know, overlay graphics and all that fun stuff and everything. So nice. So that's set mostly, but I'm also going to start doing hobby streams and those won't be random. Those will be probably to start, at least it'll be every Friday morning. Uh, and it'll be coming soon, but that's then, you know, building a rig where I can have a camera pointed down at the stuff I'm working at and another camera pointed at my head. And then I have to decide if I want to bother having a camera pointed at my wet palette. A lot of people online do that as well. So you can see like what colors are going in. Yeah. I don't know if I need to go that direction, but, um, nonetheless, so I'm trying to get that ready to go because by the end of the month, I want to have it, um, ready, ready to go. So I can start doing those on Friday morning. You do like a GoPro on your airbrush. Well, see, the airbrush is all like I won't be able to do airbrush stuff uh, on the stream because the airbrush is in a completely different room. Uh, well, I have seen people who have taken. I actually bought a. Uh, I don't remember if I saw this or if I dreamt it, but <laughs> you know those um, things you put around your neck and you put a, a harmonica in them so you can play the guitar and play the harmonica yeah, at the yeah, same yeah, time, right? Yeah, yeah. I swear, I think I saw it on Twitch, but I can't remember where, and I may have just actually dreamt it, but I swear somebody took a webcam and attached it to one of those. So they would have a camera like pointing directly at the thing they were working at, like right in front of them. Okay. Yeah. And I was Hmm. like, hmm. So I bought one of those on Amazon for like 15 bucks and uh, I haven't tried it out yet, but uh, I do have one. So I, I, you know, in case, in case I need to go that direction, I will, but otherwise I have an arm It'll hold a camera from above and everything like that so that I can do all that stuff. But it's just getting, you know, the computer stuff set up and the microphones and the lighting and all that stuff. If you want to do Twitch, like streaming, it's amazingly simple to do. If you want to do it like really well, and I mean that's technologically, that becomes more difficult. Um, sure. You know. But yeah, it's, uh, it's still, it's fun. I'm in, enjoying messing with that stuff. And the basement cleaning has been part of that. That's part of the reason I can get this stuff set up and move my hobby stuff around and do all that jazz. And that's been going pretty well, actually. There were a number of these episodes where I talked about how I was being very bad at uh, basement cleaning, but lately I've been good at it. So um, again, partially uh, due to the help of my wife and uh, also just wanting to finally actually get it done and being, you know, to some degree a bit cooped up. So, uh, you know, uh, we've all been kind of cooped up. So there's been that. Um, yeah, I've, I've never looked forward to yard work as much as I have this year. Like, <laughs> I am still not looking forward to yard work. I'm still like, I had to mow the lawn. Oh. I don't know, Saturday maybe I think, and it was just like, ugh, okay, I just I still don't like it. And it was a lovely day. Like, it wasn't too hot. It wasn't humid. You know, it was nice and sunny and whatever. And it was it was great. It was a great day to be outside. But I was just still, I would rather just sit around outside than than actually do yard work. Well, you just did a whole bunch of yard work, sort of. Yeah, I got to drive a tractor and everything. Oh, yeah, I, was, I had fun. Yeah, yeah, because you guys set, you <laughs> guys a, set up one of those, uh, like an above-ground kind of pool thing, and, and you yeah, have to have like it flat because otherwise all the water will slide out, right? Yeah, like they were like, oh, if, if it's if you put an inch of water in and it's not completely level, like empty it back out and re-level. So I was like super paranoid about it because it was talking about how it would stress it and break it. And, oh, yeah. 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 And it's, uh, yeah, it was a beast, like 12 foot by 24 foot. So what's that? Like oh, nice. Four by eight meters. Something like that, I'm yeah. Doing my conversion approximate. It's not yeah, one of those and, big inflatable ones, though. It's got like a structure, right? 
Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah if, it's all structured. If you don't, and... if you don't level those big inflatable ones, it, it, they, it's really easy to empty those out onto the lawn. Like really easy, surprisingly. I've got a friend who's kids like he didn't have it as leveled as he thought he did and his kids like like leaned on one edge of it and it just completely oh, no. flooded like the entire middle of the block that they lived on luckily it didn't like go towards the house you know because it would probably flood yeah. the basement but yeah it oh. um it was it was not it was not great so uh jeez yeah no yeah this is it's still a little cold but it's gonna be really warm this week so i'm hoping i can yeah, swim in a little bit more it's supposed uh, to warm up a bit this week yeah like, do you have like a, there's not like a heater or anything there, I suppose. There's not a heater. I've been looking. But there's like a filter, right? I'm, yeah, there's a filter yeah. and, and stuff on it. I've looked at like, there's like the solar ones that like use the sun and basically almost like a reverse radiator, like has it thinned out so that it tries to heat it up, you know, underneath this black mat. Um, oh, yeah. So that's yeah, kind yeah, of like the inexpensive way to do that. And yeah. then like on the other end of the spectrum is like a natural gas heater and. That, that seems know, like a lot of work. You'd have to like get a lot of, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I I think I'm going to go back to the original plan. The original plan was this was a one to two year pool. We'll see how it gets used. We got a really good deal off of eBay for it. Um, it kept us from having, because our municipal pool is not easily accessible like it usually is. And then oh, two sure. years from now, we'll see if, we are still using it or and want to kind of do the investment of like an in-ground or, you know, a more fixed heated pool, mm, you know, yep. that we could then use, you know, nine months of the year versus, you know, two. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, maybe a little but, bit more, but not a lot more. Yeah. That's a good. Point. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's a lot. That's, that's some yard work and that's, that's getting you outdoors, which is important. That's, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I burnt my, got the sunburns to prove it. So. Yeah, definitely. So, Matt, have uh, you been looking for a way to make your miniatures stand out on the tabletop? Always. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Turbo Dork is a radical line of metallic and turbo shift paints that will make your gray world colorful. Turbo shift paints change colors as you move your models around and are great for spell effects, visors, weapons, and much more. Or let's say you wanted to make your many your minis truly metal but colorful. Check out their metallic paints with colors like People Eater Purple, Spicy Meatball Red, and All That Glitters Gold. I just actually picked up at my local shop, my local game shop, who carries uh, Turbo Dork. Uh, I picked up a new color, which off the top of my head, I cannot think of the color, the name of it, but it is like a blue to green, dark, 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 dark color shift that I think I'm going to use instead of, I was going to use the dark net color, on my Corvus Cabal war, war band for Warcry. Yeah. And they're like these guys who are kind of like, they sort of dress almost like crows and they have a lot of feathers that they strap on and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And so, but I think I'm going to try to use that color instead of the dark net color, which has got more of a goldish color on a, on almost like a black, like it's got a gold metallicness to it instead of, you know, but it's got a, okay. a black background. You know what I mean? Sure. I think I'm going to use that color on the Tyranids. So the blue to green shift will be the bird guys and the other color there, that, that dark web or dark net, whichever the name of it is. I can't think off the top of my head. That one's going to go on my Tyranids. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I've been if looking you, at, at their like covers and stuff. And like, you know, as you see the different types of effects they get out of this, the shift, it's like, oh, 
I want a model that does that. <laughs> like, it, it oh, yeah. We want to paint more stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a situation where you can also, I mean, it's it's very dependent on the color you put down. So you, if you put down more of a silver metallic base versus, say, like a black gloss base, it will change very drastically the color, you know, overall once you right. sprayed the, the Right, the, so you, the, get, the, yeah, the you get more for your money because you can. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. If you need to add some color to your tabletop life, TurboDork has you covered. Check with your local retailer or hit the TurboDork website at www.turbodork.com. And thank you to TurboDork for sponsoring the Game 4 podcast. Thanks, TurboDork. Absolutely. All right. So um, the future of the Game 4 platform. Um, Yes. Yeah. So let's let's rip the Band-Aid off and then then we'll kind of talk more about it because I'm sure there's somebody that's already been fast forwarding through the episode trying to find out what we're talking about. Sure. Um, so uh, we're kind of announcing today with the release of this podcast, it'll probably be on our social media uh, press release and stuff will be coming out in the next day or two. Um, but uh, after a lot of uh, internal talk, uh, we've decided that we're going to hibernate uh, the game for platform um, at the end of June of 2020 um, mm-hmm. in case somebody's listening to this you know, in the future. Um, so, and by hibernate, we mean basically we're not going to, you know, delete the servers and get everything off, but we're basically going to power down anything that we're paying costs for, uh, archive files, um, remove active listings from the store uh, for the app and basically put it into a state where uh, if we need to, uh, you know, if the time comes where we can fire it back up again, you know, that's an option. Um, pivots, all that stuff, you know, so it's basically being put at, at a, we're basically pausing it, uh, right now to kind of, you know, see where things are going. And we're in a, we're in an interesting to some degree space where we can kind of do that. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of people talking about because of this pandemic and everything about how like the, you know, the whole year of 2020 is paused, except that for most businesses and people you can't really just like pause your life you know what i mean right like yeah like i'm the only one i think that's been in the office well i think you were there this last week but i think i can count on one hand how many times i've been in our offices uh you know since march yeah since Uh, mid-march when we got back from the gamma trade show right but we're still paying rent because we signed a three-year lease uh uh, last you know last august we renewed our lease on the building yeah uh so yeah that doesn't pause yeah there's a lot of costs they're just you know continuing to go forward yeah and again just so people understand like milk can is the company and we have other clients like you know game four is not the business it is a Right. right so like as if that was the case that would have been a real bummer but yeah no we're we're still doing work for the clients that we've been working for. We've picked up some new clients even since. Yeah, and so well, we've got the tabletop space. Yeah, we've been moving more into the tabletop space, partially because of the the um, the, the Reno trade show when we, that we went to back in um, in March. Yeah, and so we're starting to do some of that kind of work. But the 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 game four thing right now, we're we're pausing it, we're hibernating it because, it, frankly, people aren't supposed to be getting together in gaming right now. And yeah, that's the yeah, entire so, mission of the app. Right. So people are probably like, oh, you know, like, so let's let's go back to the start of the year. So start of the year, yeah. uh, 2020, uh, January, February, uh, basically leading up to when we went to Reno, which for us uh, was kind of our kickoff to the convention season for 2020. Mm-hmm. We were, mm-hmm. 
Um, we were seeing our ad sales were starting to pick up. Uh, we were getting uh, more interest there um, to where we were, you know, I wouldn't say in the dark black, but we were at least not just completely losing money every month. We were finally like settled out there. Mm -hmm. um, our user engagement was starting to get stronger and stronger. We had a lot of uh, hotspots that were very, very engaged and we were seeing uh, more uh, communities popping up. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of group activities, groups coming into it. You know, everything was starting to really go in the right direction. Um, we, we felt that we were moving the platform really good. Um, and then we headed to Reno to the Gamma Expo to meet with, you know, store Gamma owners. Gamma is the Game Manufacturers Association, for those of you that don't know. So it's a, it's a big tabletop gaming group. Right. So, yeah, we're like, okay, we're heading in. We're going to talk to store owners. We're going to talk to publishers. Uh, we, we, we had, um, you know, the list of this stuff we were working over for the next six months. Uh, with timelines and, you know, how this was going to benefit them, uh, you know, ways that it was going to also uh, bring revenue into Game 4 to, again, you know, at least cover the cost of keeping everything up. Um, and even though the, at the last minute we had, you know, there was, what, I think 12, 12 to 15 uh, companies that did withdraw from the expo. Yeah, um, I believe so because of the concerns of the virus back then. Yeah, at that point, and the yeah. international travel was kind of starting to get questioned. Mm -hmm. um, so that started that got you know there was it was still a pretty good showing there, and overall we actually had a very good show. Like oh, we had tons of we had honestly, it, a lot of great meetings. We really yeah yeah it was phenomenal. Like we were super psyched. I mean, we had you know ad sales. It seemed like everybody was coming to us for ad sheets. We were. Uh, we had a lot of uh, projects that we were talking about from the milk can side of things that we were mm -hmm. excited to work on. Different um, partnerships within Game 4 as well. Like we had started working with the Board Game Expo and um, uh, Free, Free RPG, RPG Day. Day. Yep. And, yep, uh, we were going to be open for all them. Uh, we were looking at doing partnering with other companies that offer you know, digital services to uh, work together so that um, you know stuff that posted on their platform will show up on ours or... You know, you know, basically a way so that we would get more events into our, our platform, but they're not causing people to re-enter. Uh, so we were working with some like point of sale systems, mm -hmm. uh, some tournament software, you know. If, so we were, you know, really expanding out on what we were doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was looking really good. It was, and our, third, it was our third show for, for Gamma, right. and it was easily our best. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. Heads above the rest. Every, I, you know, I was very excited. Jason was able was not able to go at the last minute. Um, we had some stuff come up with Milkan, and he decided not to go, uh, so he could take care of stuff here. Um, so, but when we were giving him the updates, you know, it was very exciting to give him updates mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. um, and then we, were, you know, at the last day, that's when all of a sudden there was like airfare. You know, that's when COVID really kind of hit. NBA we were seeing canceled. NBA, yeah, the NFL. Well, I don't know if the NFL canceled at that point. March yet. Madness was canceled. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and we're like, okay. And that's when we basically flew home. And that's, yeah, that's kind of when, like, you know, we started seeing, like, contracts that were uh, from our day jobs. Our contracts were starting to uh, be pulled back or canceled. Uh, we were seeing uh invoices that were now starting to go past their you know normal payment dates so we were seeing people sliding on invoices it's the economy um, stuff basically yeah the, basically the economy, started to crash yeah the economy hit at full blow so uh we had to you know basically go from a milk can perspective so that 
everyone that was an employee would still have their jobs. We went into like super conservative uh, operation, um, like, uh, you know, cutting back on software we were using, uh, reducing, you know, any cost that we could come up with, uh, mm -hmm. with you know, but still being able to function. Um, and that's kind of when we, you know, looked at game for the, for the first time, I think, from an expenditure um, standpoint and wondering, you know, what do we do with it? Um, and at that point, you know, we were spending, I, I would have to look at the numbers again, but I want to say about a thousand dollars a month, um, just in server costs, not including, you know, uh, employee costs to sure. your emails and support and updates and all that stuff. But yeah, just a thousand dollars, like fixed cost, I think. Um, and there, I mean, we did bring it up just because we, you know, to be fiscally responsible, we had to, uh, do we shut it down right then? Um, and we decided not to, you know, we were like, well, let's, let's not, we don't know where this is going. What, you know, what this all means. Everything was still fairly new at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so we decided, you know, let's cut down on the servers. Let's see if we can reduce some of our fixed costs, um, and see what, what's happening. You know, what, where, where does this go? Um, so I think that was kind of brought us up through, that was kind of around that March timeframe. Mm, um, yeah. Or maybe April. Yeah. Late March, early April. Um, mm. and then we've kind of sat here and watched and we've probably have talked, I would say almost weekly, at least a little bit about game four and what we were doing with it since yeah. then. There've been a lot of discussions. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we stopped charging for ads because usage basically dropped off overnight. Um, again, not not surprising. We were a, it was a platform for getting people together in the physical realm. So and not having that aren't supposed to get together right now. So yeah, like stores right. aren't having events. Uh, people, you know, game clubs aren't getting together. That kind of stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about well, how quickly could we pivot to an online, you know, stuff? You know, is the online worth you know worth it? Um, and I would say there was a couple of factors that kind of led to us finally deciding not to pursue that, at least as a quick sh short-term thing, mm -hmm. um, was one, uh, it was going to remove resources that were basically being devoted completely to milk can contracts as is to make sure the people that were still in business, that we were helping our customers mm -hmm. stay in business. Um, and then, so we, you know, we were resource constrained and then two, we were like, well, even if we do pivot, you know, nobody is spending money right now. So even if we pivoted, it wasn't going to suddenly like bring revenue back in the game for. Exactly. So from, like, and, so, and by pivoting, you're talking about when you're talking about online, like people being able to find people to play online RPGs right. with online, like tabletop simulator, not like not video games, but like tabletop stuff. And we've, we did, yeah, a, find, a, what, we yeah, what did an episode about... Exactly. We did an episode about playing, you know, remotely recently, and that would be the thing that we, we that we were thinking about. Like, do we pivot Game Four so that it becomes something that allows you to find people online to play remotely with? And it, it's a, I mean, it's a potential. It's just it would take a ton of work. And it, at that point, you're right. I mean, it was a situation of like, if but then who's going to pay for that? You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. And, and, we're, and that's the thing is that Game 4 was self-funded. It was basically paid for through an offshoot of what Milk Can was bringing in for revenue. We, right. we basically took revenue that was coming in from there and reinvested it into Game 4. 
We've never so, done a Kickstarter. We've never had, you know, uh, VC funding or private yeah. funding. Um, yeah, it's been basically completely self-funded and, uh, you know, and really, like I said, it was, it lost money for two years. Sure. It's, but the, and like the said, idea was, was to go, you know, long-term and think long-term. Right. And that was our thought. That was all, it was like, those are, that was uh, all kind of pre-planned and, you know, and like we said, Gamma, we were like, okay, we finally turned that corner and we're going to, you know, start recovering that money that we spent for the two years. And mm-hmm. so, and, and, you know, and we've had gone through a few, you know, game for, for people that have been with game for since the beginning. I mean, you've seen originally we had talked about, you know, it was going to be more of a freemium model where it's free for, you know, all these users at a certain level. But then if you want some extra features, like at the time we were talking about like group management, uh, similar to like meetup, um, mm-hmm. but pay you a know, fee. you pay a monthly fee for a number of users. Um, and you know, stores kind of the same thing, you know, f- most of the stuff were free, but some extra stuff was, was more, um, mm-hmm. what we found was that no, there didn't seem to be a lot of appetite for that. Um, so that's where I repivoted to being basically ad funded. Um, we yeah, found that's ad supported. Yeah. Yeah, ads seemed like they were doing a, you know, were doing really well. Uh, there was, I wouldn't say really well. There, there was interest in the ads. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's, it takes a while to build that up, and we were, we right. were fine with that. Yeah, and we, and you know, we were like, we're going to build our own ad platform rather than using like uh, Google AdSense and stuff, so that we knew what we knew that our user data was going to be compromised and stuff like right. that. Right. Basically, those things that we hate about ads, we figured everyone else hates about ads, or we know most people do, and we weren't going to, you know, compromise by doing that. So right. So we we did, we built the ad network so that the ads that you would be seeing would be ads for tabletop gaming stuff, you know, yeah. or things related to it, as opposed to you know uh, tires or you know car insurance or clash of clans and all that other stuff that you see mm, whenever you go yeah. to any other website the stuff that you were going to see on our website were the ads that we were going to directly sell and uh we just you know about the tabletop industry and so yeah that's you know obviously the tabletop industry is right now kind of hurting uh in a lot of ways and so it, it just wasn't going to work out that direction yeah right now yeah the, the the money's not really there and then you know ads really work on you know exposure and if we mm-hmm. don't have a lot of users using it well then, you know the the value isn't there either. So it's kind of exactly. like one of those catch twenty twos. Or yeah, absolutely, yeah. So um, I guess that's kind of the bad news, and then you know we can talk about where we're going forward on that. Yeah, um, um, yeah. So you know we were like, well, I mean the first thing that we decided was that the podcast, so the Game Four podcast, is going to continue. Um, Mm -hmm. our resource limit for, you know, is basically Adam and I, uh, recording and then Adam putting it together, um, and posting it. Um, but you know, from a cost perspective, we still think that's a, that it's, you know, uh, worthwhile. Uh, we are still seeing, you know, more and more listeners coming, you know, engaging with us. We think Mm -hmm. it still helps the game, the gaming community. Um, so we're going to continue the podcast. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, really like people are gaming differently. People obviously right now, like, you know, talking about the new normal and everything you hear that, you know, going around. And I don't know, 
what that means for game four. We don't know, obviously, just like nobody really knows, like when that stuff is going to turn around. Um, you know, we've, we've seen over the last couple of months, most of the big conventions, if not all of them, have been canceled. Like Gen Con was canceled. Uh, the most recent one that, that, that I'm familiar with is the Nova Open, which is the big mm-hmm. uh, miniatures convention out in D.C. that usually happens in September. Um, I know that Origins, which should have happened maybe this week or next, I think. Uh, yeah, it, around this time. Yep. Said that they were going to postpone until the October time. And now I don't know if that'll happen or not either. It's hard to say. I, I haven't seen them say anything, but I haven't seen them say anything to the positive about it either. So, you know, trying to figure out, well, how do we pivot? How do we change things? That I think to some degree sort of um, put it, put us in the mindset of like, well, maybe we just don't right now and we just hibernate and keep an eye and see what's happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, that's kind of where we're at currently. And I think that, um, you know, we're going to keep you know, there'll still be the website, uh, but we're going to change the website to be basically just a thing saying, hey, due to COVID-19, this is what's going on. And kind of a shorter explanation of kind of what this uh, podcast is, right. is explaining. Yep. And then we're going to have the a link for the you know newsletters. If you want to sign up for the newsletter to be alerted and let know, you know, like if when we make changes, when we do anything in the future, uh, you know, when we do, we'll, we'll obviously send out uh, emails about it. So if you want to be informed on that kind of stuff, there'll be a thing there. Um, but uh, yeah, for right now, like this is kind of the the thought process, and maybe you know we've, we've been talking a little bit. Maybe this comes back. Maybe maybe Game Four comes back differently. Maybe it comes back with a different right. purpose. Maybe you know there's all kinds of different options. So we didn't want to say, well, we're shutting her down. You know, we definitely mm-hmm. wanted to focus more on we're gonna kind of put it on pause. We're gonna hibernate it. We've been using the word hibernation quite a bit around the office, and yep. um, and that's kind of where we're at with it right now. Yeah, because we don't we, we we think that game four the the passion and you know and for doing the game four platform to begin with, finding ways to help to uh, gamers communicate, uh, join together, find events, uh, and and game more. Um, I think that mission is still viable and still something that's needed, mm-hmm. um, and I think we still have a place for that. We just don't know where that place is right now, um, and then from you know and that's what we're kind of taking a step back to understand and to kind of listen to the community of what are the actual needs out there right now? What could we help at, you know, how could we help with, from a technical uh, background um, and kind of where that goes. Um, but yeah, I think the game for name and brand uh, is going to live on, on some future projects. We, like I said, we even have some things that have been kind of thrown and, and, proofed out a little bit uh, already um, that could be coming. Um, and it's, so that's why we're using hibernate, not the we're done because we we're still, there's still going to be something there. We just don't know what that is. And we don't want to tell you it's going to be something and that, and find out that that's not what it is. So exactly. Yeah. And also the, you know, the game for our podcast will keep going on as we mentioned. And we've absolutely, we're looking at, we did a couple episodes ago, we did an interview with Lee Gaddis from Gaddis Gaming, and we're looking at doing more interviews like that as well, um, just because, I, well, two things. Number one, it makes it a little, just a touch easier on us than coming up with um, uh, subjects every two weeks. 
but it also helps to get other perspectives other than just mine and Matt's, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and you can, can learn about different things. So we've got a couple of ideas uh, lined up in that direction. We're trying to get some, some, um, like specific yeah. times set up that we can have these interviews and then we'll mm-hmm. keep it on the normal schedule. But if you've got any, um, suggestions for people in tabletop gaming, that you'd like to hear an interview with potentially let them let us know in the comments below on youtube if you're listening to us there or you know shoot us an email at podcast at iamgame4.com and, and if you know know somebody uh have them contact us you know uh sure absolutely that helps out too um yeah i think that the one thing i've you know i i love talking to people in the industry i love that was my one of my favorite parts about conventions you mm-hmm. know is going and talking to people meeting people learning about you know what got them into gaming um, and especially like learning from like the publishers and content producers and product manufacturers and stuff, learning, you know, what drove them into that, you know, that passion, like, why are they making miniature paint? Uh, why did they decide to make, you know, like when we talked to Lee about what made him choose World War One miniatures as like what he was going to mm-hmm. start with, you know, learning all that stuff about people, I think is just fascinating and uh, kind of getting that behind the scenes look at, you know, when, you know, you get away from the, uh, the pitches all the time of here's my new project that's coming out and here's right, my, yeah, my yeah. new game. And you start learning more about, you know, the passion and what, you know, what did they do to make that game? How did they come up with that? You know, I think that's kind of where we're, we're leaning towards is to kind of dive into that a little bit better and, and let you know more about kind of the behind the scenes of the industry, but also the behind the scenes of the people that, you know, you might have seen them talk about you know the 30 or 40 different playthroughs that they do but you know why are they doing that what what got them into that what was their career path so yeah no absolutely absolutely yeah so it's um we just wanted to let folks listening to the podcast know and again like like matt said we'll be doing press release and social and all that kind of stuff about it as well but uh sometime towards the end of the month um we'll be uh hibernating the, the platform and um, then we're going to kind of just wait and see a little bit. We are going to keep working on some ideas in the background, some things we've already set in motion um, that are maybe that are still within the game for purview, but are still maybe a bit different than than you know what we were originally doing. Um, but yeah, all that kind of stuff. And like we've said a couple of times now, the podcast will keep going, uh, and uh, we we love to have you folks listen, and we'd love to get feedback from you. And so if you've got any ideas, like we said about potential subjects you want us to talk about, potential uh, interviews you'd like us to do with people in the industry, uh, or any other kind of just, you know, chit chat about uh, about the overall state of the world as far as this is concerned right now. Um, we'd love to hear from you in the, the YouTube comments or again, Absolutely. at podcast at imgame4.com. So um, yeah, I think that that's most of the stuff that we wanted to cover, I think it's kind of a shorter episode, but uh, we wanted to let people know about this kind of stuff. Do you have any other things you no, want to touch I on? I, I want to say, you know, I a thousand percent thank yous for all the, you know, for all the belief in Game 4 so far, all the support we've gotten from everybody uh, over the last couple of years. And like I said, you know, this is just a change and a pivot, you know, we're, we'll be around and, and hopefully better than ever uh, soon. I can't say that we've ever had anybody that we've talked to at a convention or a trade show or any place ever say, well, that doesn't seem like a very good idea once we've explained the elevator pitch. Right. You know what I mean? It's more often than not either like, wow, that's a great idea or, oh, I was going to do something like that or, you know, all those different types of things. And so, you know, the gaming industry 
moves a bit slowly. The tabletop gaming industry does. So we were understanding this was going to take a bit of time, but uh, we did not plan ahead for global pandemic. So uh, that's, that's, you know, yeah. I guess we should have done that, but uh, no, you know, it, yeah. it is what it is. And so, uh, you know, uh, I don't know that anybody really planned ahead as it turns out, as it seems as the days go by. Um, so yeah, we, uh, you know, this is what we can do right now to, to keep things, you know, at least uh, kind of viable. And uh, we, we appreciate you folks listening. And uh, we hope that we're able to give you guys at least some information and entertainment uh, while we're all kind of staying at home to some degree. So thanks again for listening to this episode of the Game 4 Podcast. If you've got questions or comments and you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment below. If you're listening via your favorite podcast player or just aren't into the whole YouTube comment section thing, then you can feel free to reach out to us via email at podcast at imgame4.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And lastly, to find out more about the Game 4 platform designed to connect tabletop gamers, please check out our website at www.imgame4.com. That is www.iamgameforcom Thanks. Thanks, everyone.